Imagine yourselves for one minute as being in Syria right now. For if this crowd was demonstrating in Syria right now, before this demonstration is over, many of you would get murdered. Many more would get injured and would have nowhere to seek medical treatment. Many would get arrested and put in a dark, cold prison cell and be brutally tortured and even killed. Many would have to flee the country and become refugees. And those who would remain would go back to what is a disaster zone and wait for the next day to rise to go outside with their bare chest and protest once more against the bullets of Assad. I can't believe we're living in a world where we have to fight for human rights for people. Yeah, human rights means everything. Uh, that's what we're living for, and that's what I'd like to die for. Across the Middle East and North Africa, millions of people are standing up for their rights, defying tear gas, tanks and gunfire to demand an end to poverty, corruption and unaccountable state power and brutality. They are calling for a future where human rights are respected and protected. Well, I had moved to Egypt eight months before the revolution started. I'm Munir Atassi, I'm from Homs. And increasingly over the past, I would say, five to seven years, you can feel the tension in Egypt rising. Um, Egyptians are known for their sense of humor. That humor had become really dark. It, it wasn't a joke anymore. Lots of our friends were captured and tortured by the Syrian security forces. No one can criticize the government. Even if you want to mention the president's name, you need to whisper. You know, the fact that it happened in, in 18 days was just shocking. I mean, I remember being in the square that day. We had just had Maghreb prayer, and I had just tweeted that, like, all is quiet and peaceful and calm in the square, like, Maghreb prayer just ended. And then 10 minutes later, the news broke in Tahrir that Mubarak had stepped down. Everyone in Syria was watching what's happening in Tunisia and Egypt, and, and they were inspired and started asking why we can't do the same in Syria. I mean, everyone I spoke to at that time, they said, oh, no, no, it's impossible to have something like that in Syria. There were just people everywhere you looked. And I remember that day thinking, oh, my God, this might actually be something. When the people went into streets and they chanted for freedom, they felt hope for the first time in 40 years. They felt that we could do something. The people can do something. The people have the power. I mean, we thought Mubarak was bad. But Assad is worse. Now, the bullets of the regime put the fear within the people, not, not the people. We feel very powerful, we feel very proud, we feel that although they are actually facing the most, the brutalist regime of this century, they still actually not afraid of speaking out. There's no fear. There's no fear at all. You know, the revolution didn't just suddenly happen on January 25th. It's something that's been building up for years and years and years. And I think people expect change too quickly. We are all complicit in the corruption. It is like a cancer. And in order to get rid of cancer, that takes time. Revolution is a, is a teaching process. So when you go through a revolution, you learn from the revolution. You build up a new community through revolution. 
it's, it's a whole, it's a big university. This message is not only to the people of Homs, not only to the people of Syria, it's to the people of Bahrain, it's to the people of Yemen, the people of Egypt, Libya, and, and to the people of Iran, the people of Saudi Arabia who cannot speak, we are with them. While people are winning victories of human rights, governments are failing. We will hold you to account. You cannot get away from what you're doing.